You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. All right, let's kick it off nine minutes after two o'clock. My guests are Mbuiselo uh, Bota, who is a commissioner at the Commission for Gender Equality, Mfanozele Shozi, gender activist and lecturer at the Durban University of Technology under the Adult and Community Education Unit, although he represents himself in this conversation. And I'm also joined by Professor Kopan Radele, who's a psychologist and a men and masculine studies scholar. So welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Uh, thank you so much for for making the time to talk to us. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Thank, thank you, Pamela. Thank you, my sister. Okay. Let Hello. Me, let me start with you, Mbiselo. Um, you've come across many of these uh, cases. Is this, does it feel different to you? Is this a unique case? Well, certainly no. And good afternoon to, to you and to your listeners. No, certainly no. It's, it's, it's not peculiar in the sense that um, it's, we, it, it, it happened frequently in our country. But the, the sad thing is that we may reach a point where we become numb by uh, the frequency with which this, uh, these things happen and uh, we may throw our hands in despair and uh, think that we'll not do anything. Uh, I, I think that uh, that's, that would be the sad day in our country. Uh, but I think that it, it, they, they happen with frequency. And what is sad is that uh, our own culpability as communities, I mean, mm. My daughter was saying, by the way, same university, uh, she's a bit older, 26-year-old. I mean, Smonganjan was saying to me yesterday that, look, Papa, you're damned if you stay, you're damned if you leave. Mm. Uh, I mean, one of the ladies said, you know what, for your safety, go back to him, you know, so that he sh- when he gets angry, uh, uh, something may happen to you. Let me bring in Mfanozola into this conversation. Um you know, Fano, we, I mean, I think the, what, what, what hits me the most, is, as, as Mbuiselo was saying, is that it's, it's you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. What was your reaction when you came across the story? No, the, the, the reaction for me is that, um, you know, the issue of reject, rejection, it, it's one of the very critical issues that you must deal with as society. Um, more especially young men and and, and 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 older men. Because when you talk to every man, they will tell you that, you know, we don't own uh, women, women uh, are independent and so on. But when you go deeper and you analyze, you find that women suffer a lot before they are killed. You know, they can't have access in their own cell phone. People are stalking them wherever they go. They read their messages, they don't have private spaces and so on. Not all men do that, but those are some of the things that, 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 that we see. So for me, um, there's a lot that needs to be done, you know. There's a lot of abuse before physical abuse happens, you know. Uh, we always talk about, in most cases, we focus solely on physical abuse. And you must always know that physical abuse, it happens. But in most cases, it starts with emotional and psychological abuse. And, and also economic abuses. So these, there is this commemoration of different abuses that that is always imposed on women that you not normally talk about them. So my 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 account to this is that um, there is a lot that you still need to do as South Africans. Mm-hmm. Professor Ratele, you know Mfana Zola is saying that possibly uh, rejection is part of the problem here. How do you diagnose this particular case? Um, you mean the, the case of, of Kwasa or, or the case of Kwasa yeah. specifically? Or specifically, 
Look, you know, um, we don't have, we only have the details we, we, we see in the newspapers about this particular case. Um, but what struck me, uh, what strikes me at, at, at least two things, uh, and, and the one is, is precisely that it happens at, at university. So the, the first kind of, if you will, it's not a diagnosis, but mm. that the, uh, the, the the spaces in which women can feel free are 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 um, minimal because we, we know this. It, it it seems that the problem is so pervasive. One person uses the word atmospheric mm-hmm. uh, that violence in in some places in South Africa in particular is almost atmospheric. So the diagnosis, if you will, is that it is it is truly uh, a, a pervasive problem that it can happen at university. Which, by the way, and and Vetter's brought out the statement. One would always assume that certain spaces in society, such as university, will be safer. Mm-hmm. So the first problem is that, that we have to, to recognize that this can happen even at, at university. The second part is, is of course, about individuals. I mean, the, the, we have said this, Mbwisa um, has said this, a number of people, uh, clearly, uh, you know, at the second and third level, that there, are, there seems to be a great deal, a need for, for uh, focusing on, on men right at an early age about this ability to handle rejection, uh, to handle uh, what you might, you know, if a woman says, or uh, if a girlfriend or even a wife says, I want to leave, that you have to accept this. I mean, this is, a, this is something you have to embed right at an early age, not when they get to university. So that's part part of the of the problem. And then the third part, of course, is, is, a, is around issues of mental health. I mean, there's a, a great deal of 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 mental health problems that we know are undiagnosed, that we don't have quality access to mental health services in South Africa. So I don't know about the particular person, uh, as I said, only what we've read about about him, but there's something quite worrying that you see uh, this, particularly at people who might be at university. I, I, I trust he was also there or maybe around there. It's it's interesting. So, I mean, you're so right about the fact that we don't have the specifics of the, the actual case. Um, others are saying it may have happened in a, in a private home. But but the point I think you're making is that these are university students and, and they, they, they may have been peers um, at university level. And, and precisely that at that level, one would have expected this. But we, we have received some money from, from the same university, from this university, to look at violence, but also gender identities, masculinity and feminine these are universities. So I have been doing this for, for about four or five years right now, studying at, at Rhodes a while back. I want to understand because I come with the expectation that you have read some things, you are knowledgeable, but we know from other research that in fact, it is a certain group of men who have a little bit of education, a little bit of education, a little bit of money, who at least according to some research, tend to be more violent. At precisely the moment they receive a the little bit of education that they, they, they do this particular thing. So you start to realize that even at that stage that you still need a whole lot of background education, but also more education to inculcate this belief that women are independent to men and they can say no when they want to leave a relationship. They can say no at any point and you have to accept that. Fascinating input. I'm going to ask you, we'll be back at that issue of education there, just to elaborate on that a little bit. But let me go quickly to Felix, first who's calling from Cape Town. Hello, Felix. Hi, I'm Pamela. Uh, 
first one to then it's it, I get this frustration in this country where we as men as uh, we had to then be able to get into a situation where there's an excuse for everything that we do in, in, in the country. In the event of this uh, that the case that you currently point the case in point now that you're talking about the family of that boy where the student and went into the family to say he is abusing the, the, the girl at the university. Mm. That should be whole responsible as well. And if they were, if they know for the fact that psychologically there's a problem with that child, there's an anger management and all the stuff. They should also then take a responsibility of that sending a child to a school, to a university where the child can get into a situation where he then ended up killing someone that they know for the fact he is an abuser. So we should then get away from the fact that if if you did something in the mass with psychological problem, you know, if not, we need them to take as a country itself, whole country itself, and say we should then attach each and everyone. If I was a stand by where there is someone who's getting abused, I should then be able to be responsible as well. Why did I say? Why did I not do anything about it? We should get into those situations where we, or everyone, everyone who's involved should be mm. then starting getting in, in, in a situation where we question everyone. Why are you standing by? Why are you not acting? Why are you not doing anything about it? Mm. Thanks very I think much that, for that. That's, that's a frustration that I get in this country. Yes. Thanks very much. We'll, we'll, the bystander effect. Prof, can I just ask you if the attempted suicide of the boyfriend tells us anything about the. I mean, obviously, everything is alleged at this point. What, what does that tell you, the fact that he then attempted to, to commit suicide himself? Um, well, I must say this again. I mean, one doesn't, one should never do this in the kind of diagnosis and, and, yes. and that kind of psychology over over the the, the, so. the radio or television. But I'm going to answer you precisely because we have been working on suicide uh, in Bangladesh and, and trying to do the, the same sort of work in South Africa based on research. That one of the key things we find again and again about six or seven cases why men tend to kill themselves at higher rates than women, for instance. Uh, although women attempt suicide more than men. And one of this is, is, is frustrations in relationships. That's the first thing. And the second related one is, of course, this precisely this issue of masculinity. That if men feel that they don't uh, achieve or attain the kind of what's called hegemonic status of masculinity, they, they don't feel that they are uh, being the kind of men that society expects them to be, they tend to take their lives. And in this particular case, of course, it could be about regret, about having failed, and of course, the, the fear that they, they will be arrested. And, and just quickly, what the caller said is really an important part here, right? We shouldn't miss this point. But this idea that, that and the vets, I think vets should not, should not be let out of this. They, they did, they displacing this to the government. Vets is part of, of the ground, and, you know, they should be at, well, this happened in Mason Cape, but you should have this, this intervention at vets about young women and men, if this, this person was a student at this, but the family, the family that stood by and did not intervene, and the caller is quite right, that all of us, not just government, universities, families, neighborhoods are responsible. We're responsible for our neighbors and our children and men who do this. I will take your calls. I see them on 891 and I'll also take your voice notes on 0614-104-107. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. I would like to encourage women
to report cases of abuse to the police not go and report to the relatives because the relatives cannot give them a protection order if their friends or relatives that know that their loved one is being abused by their partner boyfriend or spouse the people that should be get the report are the police so that they can protect uh, whoever is being abused not from marisbeth uh, hi, I would like to comment on the issue of the boyfriend stabbing her girlfriend. Like some of the people, I think they should admit when love is over, it's over, man. Nothing you can do. And I also put blame on the parents of the boyfriend. Like it's like they are allowing him. Why they said he's gonna be confused and and that like it's like they were promoting his behavior well i think that we live in a very sick and sad society because because of this and many other stories women are now in fear because the person you're you're in you're in a relationship with right now or might end up with the relationship later on in life you are risking that already because you do not know what that person might do after two months two years three years five years he might change up on you and start beating you up and even threatening to take your life i mean i'm sure in the beginning of this relationship she never thought that he would take her life i mean you never expect such from a person never really do that Okay, the men's forum continues. Uh, Professor Kopano Ratele is a psychologist, men and masculinity studies scholar as well. He's a guest this afternoon, Mfana Ozele Shozi, gender activist and lecturer at Durban University of Technology under Adult and Community Education Unit, although he speaks in his personal capacity. And I'm also in conversation with Wiesel Obota, who is a commissioner at the Commission for Gender Equality. Wiesel, I'm going to bring you in here with regards to what you know and have seen and and your reaction to the families taking responsibility many people are are, are referring to that that there's disappointment about how the family reacted to this case the sad thing is families uh, in the work that one does they collude they connive they condone Mm. i mean uh, we were uh, we had called uh, the, the Department of National Education and, um, you know, the National um, Education, uh, there's a body that, uh, I think it's CISA, that uh, licensed teachers. I mean, one of their presentations, they were telling us that you'd find a a family that says, you know what, we are so hungry uh, that it's okay that uh, this teacher can give us uh, two or three cows. Mm. He he has implanted our our baby who is... um, 15 years, meaning that that's a legally statutory rape. So you have a situation, uh, when, uh, Pamela and your listeners, where families play a very uh, direct role by, uh, um, as I said, by condoning this behavior, uh, justifying it. I mean, many years ago, uh, we know in, uh, Matthew Cornew from the ANC had, had, I mean, one in ten, you know, in his office. And he was negotiating that, you know, culturally, uh, I will actually have to slaughter something so that we cleanse, uh, you know, the family of this matter. We forget about it. The point I'm making uh, is that uh, families play a, a huge role in, 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 in fact, encouraging 
uh, young girls to stay in toxic relationships uh, because it, it's about uh, the stature, the dignity of the family, it's about their name. Uh, it, it has little to do with uh, the, the child involved. We also have even idioms where from a hear families would say, you know, loosely translated that you, you, you know, you, you stick it out, take it on the chin, you stay there until you die. Uh, but we also have a Mawana Tsurachipakabuhali, when in fact we, uh, all of these things are that are actually encouraging that uh, you, mu- you must remain silent, you must be, remain obedient, and that's, a, that's a, one of the best characteristics of being a, a real woman. I don't know what it means. So families play when a, 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 a very adverse, or they have an adverse effect on, on how uh, young girls or even boys uh, continue with abuse and girls think that it's actually normal, it's okay. It's part of being, when you grow up, you're a young girl, you see how your mom uh, is treated. You, you, you internalize it and, and accept that, look, you get to a point where but this is how marriages are or relationships are. Abu Baba, that's how they do to people that they profess to love. Let me go to the Eastern Cape. TJ, you're calling from the Eastern Cape. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Good, good afternoon, afternoon to welcome. your guest. Uh, good afternoon to the SAFM listeners. Sure. Um, I think we, we really need to we need to go back and and um, uh, you know we we need to really look into ourselves as a society. Um, you know what? You 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 get to hear all these sad stories every now and then, but the question remains. What are we doing as a society? Charity begins at home, they say. Right? And if, I want to believe that if everyone is able to, you know, raise their kids in a way that both boys and girls, right, in the way that you, you, you get to understand that you need to respect life, believe you me, we will not be able to solve this problem. I mean, we're talking about, you know, university students here. Then what happens when they leave those institutions? Right. Even before getting to those institutions, I mean, you went through a primary school, you went through a secondary school. What is it that you've learned from those institutions that you're coming from? It then becomes a problem. When you complete your studies, for you to be able to look at the next person and say, I respect this person because this person is human. We need to go back and start to dig deeper into the respective homes. Get to understand how are we raising our kids. When you're talking to a man on the street, you really don't expect him to get angry over just a very, very little thing. He gets angry. When you're talking to a woman, the same thing applies. Where do we draw the line? And how long are we going to continue with these that every day young lives get taken just like that? It doesn't make sense. TJ there in the Eastern Cape. Let's take a quick breather. It's 2.30. Let me go to Utsi Lasaku for the headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 
This is Pumelo. I've got a problem of teachings in South Africa. You remember one day we were, we were talking about this thing and the other guy called and he said, I hate ladies. Uh, to make matters worse, he's raising a girl child. So now, what does he want other men to say on his girl child? Thank you. Hello. Uh, I'd like to ask the gentleman, based on on the on that on the regarding the question of when you're asking about him attempting suicide for himself. As I want to ask, as a guy, as a guy, if you feel like you have anger problems, and you feel like sometime one of these times you're gonna do something to your partner, and you maybe don't want for you to get in that situation, what should you do as a guy in the meantime to help yourself to get over and no, it doesn't get to that stage that you hurt your partner? You're speaking to or not. Okay, so we're in conversation around uh, what happened to Guasa. Guasa is a vet student who who was stabbed to death by an alleged boyfriend, and the boyfriend currently is in hospital. He tried to commit suicide after that. The story goes that they there were signs that things weren't good. Um, people reached out to his family, and the family said, "No, no, no. We 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 fear if she walks away from him, he he's going to be mad, and he's going to do something we'll all regret." Well, it happened. And and we hear now. Um, I'm in conversation with three uh, gender activists and one also a psychologist, uh, Professor Radili, um, who is a psychologist, men and masculinity studies scholar. Mfanozel um, Shozi, a gender activist, and Wiselo Bota as well, commissioner at the Commission for Gender Equality. Mfano, let me ask you, and I mean, I'm just saying I'm asking you, but help me out. I I keep asking myself, how would we have advised this young lady differently so that today she would have been alive? You mean how would we actually advise the lady? Yes. You see, <coughs> these things are very complicated. I want to start from uh, what Mbusel was talking about. About You know what? Um, for me, in my practice working in communities, mm. There are two very important issues. One is the new dispensation and the culture and what happens in the families. And for example, you'll find that families uh, spoke about the issue of impregnating a girl in school and paying no bola and so on. That relates to the issue of ancestors. Somebody is actually. Uh, done something wrong in my in my homestead. The homestead must be cleansed, and so on and so forth. Mm. So th- that process needs to be followed in terms of culture. Then now there's a new dispensation that must come in. So whether you need to actually uh, uh, lay a complaint so that this person could be arrested, those two things, there's a lot of work needs to be done at that front. You see, because um, if Things are not going well in my own family. I go to Isangoma, and I come to say, you remember that shows it boy who impregnated your kid? Wow. So then the people in the rural areas, they most of the case of the times, 
they put more weight on cleansing than in following the liquor route. And it's something as researchers now that you must also talk to, you know, then the issue of the liquor route becomes something very small that Pumelo and myself and, and Bot and Professor will say, let's arrest this guy. You know, one issue, we were in a, a workshop in Bedville. We talk about Ugutwala as the, the former as a former uh, commissioner, and women there, all of them stood up and said, you guys, you don't want us to get Amatungu, Namapinifa. You are coming with this thing of not... You see me as a woman, I was twilight before. And I know there's a report in the General Commission about all those things. So the issue, the connection between culture and new dispensation is critical. And therefore, advising this in the new dispensation now, advising... Um, the woman will be difficult because you have to understand the, the situation and sometimes as a man you don't understand what, what was the situation and so on. But I think what is important is, is around the issue of educating men about issues of rejection. Because in the past there was this thing in the culture that if a woman says no, no is a no. It must go away, you must also look for other beautiful girls and so on. That is not happening now. What has actually gone wrong? And what I'm also saying, my, my sister, is that when you look in South Africa, for example, on the history of gender-based violence and violence against women, um, around 1990s, we talk about domestic violence. Around 2000, 2005, violence against women in the Texas being killed and so on. Now, we're seeing more violence at the tertiary institutions where people are being educated, higher being educated in higher education institutions about some of these things. So we could really see and trafficking of women around 2010 and so on. So it comes in patches, in tight marriages as well. You know, serial killing of women, which is coming back now. So we'll find that when you look at the history from 2000 to date, there are three years where something similar happens. There is a pattern in this. And then and issues for me, which are so critical around the issue of socialization, the issue of power, the issue of patriarchy, the issue of fear as well. As I talk about, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a gender activist. Yes. So I, I can freely talk about some of these things. For me, uh, the suicide, for example, the Mchualume case, there is, it's alleged that men killed himself. The Eastern Cape one, the suicide as well. When they do this thing, one will always imagine that they think that they're not going to be caught. When they are caught, then some of these people resort to some of these things. And therefore, there's a lot of education that they are so fair for some of these things. So for me, there's a lot that needs to be done. Okay. Let me take a call from Mzi in PE. Mzi, welcome again to the show. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Mzi? Right. Um, I'm going to begin with, with the end in mind. Yes. Right? It helps. We need a fundamental shift in our mind as men. Okay? something the Greeks call metanoia, um, a pivotal shift in the mind. What I'm trying to say in simple English, we need to take that culture out of our heads, right? For example, if I'm about to lobola you, right, the people in the negotiations are all men. Even right now in that studio, there are three men there. And not in all my not in my culture it's not there's nothing about us without us right and in the show of um 
um, Patricia, right at night. I did speak directly to the man who was a murderer of his own girlfriend. And this girlfriend had dumped him already. And I phoned him to try to understand the psyche you know, of a perpetrator, the murderer. Pamela, you'll be surprised what he said. Mm-hmm. He said he thought he owns her. That's exactly the problem. We think we own the woman, you know. It's, except me, of course. In the early 70s, family, <laughs> I used to wash the napkins of my children. I used to cook on Monday. She would cook on Tuesday. Wednesday, I cook precisely because I viewed her as a partner. We are equal in this institution called marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, so Pimelo, until men have a pivotal, pivotal shift in their minds, they must stop this nonsense of culture, male domination, gender stereotypes. Pamela, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Mm-hmm. Prof, a lot of things have come up. What, yes. what, let's just go back to the issue he had brought up around education. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you something else with regards to how everybody's reacted to the community, to the families and everything. I'm yet to hear, and maybe in your response you need to address this, I'm, I'm yet to hear what the immediate plan is for young women. I'm hearing this and I, I appreciate people saying let's teach boy children from an early age. I get that and I appreciate that. I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, we need to do all this work, ground up and educate. I'm asking myself, what, what do you say to that 17-year-old that's walking down the street today? What do you say to the 20-year-old that's in campus today? I know that things are different now, but the point I'm making here is that in the meantime, while we're trying to educate people and while we're trying to maneuver around culture, as, as, as you've mentioned, uh, my, my panel has, what, what happens in the immediate in the immediate time to that young person? Well, Tamara, listen, I, mean, I, I thank you very much for, for this, this question. And, and before I, just very briefly, the, the last speaker is right. I mean, this is an all-male panel, but, but we were asked because uh, I thought we were talking about um, why men uh, want to control men. Mm-hmm. And I agree with him, by the way. You always have to have, to have, uh, have an awareness about the, the balance in your panels about women. It's so, deliberate. Once again. It's very deliberate, uh, prof- it uh, Professor deliberate. Rat- It's very deliberate. because, you, you know, because uh, and, and we should we should let him know about this. But as far as your question, here's a, I'm afraid, by the way, to, to say in on a, on a national radio, one of the things that has just struck me with such force uh, mm-hmm. lately about what women should do. So I'm not going to say this part. Perhaps I will say it in another, in another forum. But here's, here's one, one thing that I, I've learned in speaking to young men and women in different groups at university, but also in, in uh, south of Johannesburg and, and Flatfontein and, and, and all over, basically, wherever I go. And, and here's the thing. And South Africa right now is experiencing something. Uh, I do this, uh, I'm mentioning this because I'm comparing it to, to Egypt, for instance, and Tunisia in 2012, but also around the world. Mm-hmm. So it is precisely because women are getting more and more empowered. It is precisely because of that. They're getting more degrees, they're finishing high school in larger numbers, mm-hmm. they're, they're moving in spaces that were historically uh, supposed to be masculine spaces, and that you are experiencing this backlash. So we're right in the middle of it, where at the very moment where women are being empowered, and as they should be, as they should have been a long time ago, some men, 
some men, and, and it is too, too many men, are, are inflicting gratuitous violence, blatant violence against women. So it is because we are in the middle of the river, as it were, uh, that uh, we can't go back and we shouldn't be going back. So what do I tell women in these cases? I tell them this, that in this country, I'm telling them exactly what I just told you. In this country, precisely because you are refusing to stay in the box or the kitchen or wherever you are supposed to be, that some men will be very angry, will not admit it. And not, not all men will agree with this, but you will get punished, you will get stabbed. So be careful about this, but never stop to do that, to cross the river and to be on the other side in the boardroom, be a university vice chancellor. So you have to intensify it rather than go back. That's the one thing I tell, I tell women. And in, in my personal space at work, where I work, I'm sure in Metro it happens, Agenda Equality Commission, but all over, what you want to do as men and women, you want to create even more spaces for women to, to be empowered, for women to lead, for women to put into place. Uh, at the moment, of course, you have to create these spaces to be what are called safe spaces. You have to create environment where they are safe. Uh, you have to take them. If, if uh, that young woman said, Vewe, Khulmen was trying to do this to me, what you would do if you were that neighborhood, she would have to go to the, the police station immediately to report, I need an injunction, I need an order. That's a, that's a very practical thing she has to do because this is the world, this is the river we're in right now. So you have to advise women that what you need is not to, to fall back, not to, what Moise was saying at the beginning, you don't want to go back into the relationship. As a matter of fact, you want to leave. And when you leave, you have to understand that some men will hurt you, and so you have to protect yourself. How? But as I said, one of the things is the protection order. We know about the police, their weakness, but you have to tell some other people. You have to be aware when you go that this person might be attacking. So you have to take all these safety precautions. That's what I'm talking about. You have to, you know, uh, in in that very moment, of course, you would say to me, me, you say, well, uh, isn't that restricting this young woman's movement, own freedom? Precisely. Yes, it is. But it Women have been doing this for a long time, even in the way they dressed, right? We know this historically. That because some men cannot accept the freedom of women, the quote-unquote unruliness of women, they lash back. They want to hit them. We know the New York Texas incident a while back, and you can mention all over. So women have been doing this. So you have to take, for the moment, precautions until that man has been uh, taken to court or that the protection order is, 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 is working, although we know that it never, it doesn't always work. Yes. But that's precisely the kind of life we live. But you have to advise women not to, not to seek refuge in, under the protection of the people who are going to abuse them at the, at the same moment. Are we going to have to have you back? Fanazela, uh, uh, please, one minute to wrap it up for us. I think we, we must just rise up uh, and implement the laws that we have. And I think communities as well must um, work together to root this out. I think that we must have this COVID-19 added education mentality in educating our own people. Nobody, everybody in South Africa knows about COVID-19. So we must also, we must also have equality education for both males and females, what it means to be equal. Because I think Mbuisaelo and, 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 and his organization, they could take this forward and other, and other human rights institutions because I don't think that we understand what it means to be equal. And that's why we are fighting one another. So let me come back to you, Mbuisaelo. Will you wrap it up as well with your last comments, please? Well, my last comment is that it is help out there. Here's our number. 
a toll-free number for the Commission for Gender Equality, 0800-007-709. Do not stay in a toxic relationship. Signs are always there. Please, for all of our sake, get out of that relationship. Sure. Lots for us to think about and digest. And um, I'll give you that number again. It's 0800-007-7049. That's the number for... No, 07709. That's the number. Help is there throughout the country. Nine provinces, you find the Commission for Gender Equality. Don't die alone. Speak out. Gentlemen, I thank you very, very much for making the time to talk to us. We're going to have to take it another day. Thank you. Um, Wiesolo Bota is a commissioner at the Commission for Gender Equality. Mfano Oze Lue gender activist. He's also a lecturer at the Durban University of Technology under the Adult and Community Education Unit, although he was speaking in his personal capacity this afternoon. And then we were also in the company of Professor Gopano Radele, who is a psychologist and men and masculinity studies scholar. Thanks, everybody for your take on this we'll we'll revisit this um maybe next week sometime and and get your views i'm so sorry that we've run out of time